Welcome to uh, an emergency episode of Podski Wee Wee. I'm Josh Smith. And I'm Mike Graham. Emergency seems, I mean, emergency maybe is just too harsh. I don't know. We're we're on the eve, the, the day before the East Final, and we did our weekly show, and then everything happened on Friday, yeah. and you texted me this morning. We're sitting here Saturday afternoon, Saturday afternoon for me, Saturday morning still for Mike. And uh, you wanted to get some things off your chest. I want to get some things off my chest. We want to get different things off our chest, so that'll make this fun. Um, I'm going to let you start. You this this was uh, you 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 called this meeting of the Podski crew. So you got something you want to say, Mike? So uh, the floor is yours, buddy. Well, we're just hearing the rumors. Um, you know, all this stuff went down with McLeod Bethel Thompson. Obviously, everyone that's listening to this podcast knows what happened. He went to a Raptors game. Um, he broke protocol, CFL protocol, and uh, you know he should have been punished, and he should have. He probably shouldn't be playing. Um, I, I, I'm not as mad as a lot of Ticat fans. Um, the team sent him to the Raptors game. It was a stupid move. Um, I don't know how they didn't know the rules. It just complete, you know, idiocy on their part, and uh, they're to blame for this. But, you know, they're, they're, there's this rumor out there, and, uh, you know, Arash Madani was putting it out there. Um, everyone's, um, you know, he's a CFL hero to everyone, and uh, everything he says is true, that, uh, you know, he's insinuating that Mazzoli is not vaccinated. And this is really, you know, this bothers me quite a bit. Um, he's a starting quarterback. He's supposed to be the team leader. And I'm not, I'm not one of these guys who's on Twitter all the time, you know, ragging on people to get vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. I know you're vaccinated. Um, I'm not going to bug other people to get vaccinated. That's their choice. Whatever, you know, I, I'm not going to convince anyone. Okay. So I'm not one of these people, but when you're, when you're the team leader, when you're the starting quarterback, when, when the team is going with you, um, I just find it very disappointing. If this is true, you know, and it's all allegedly, there's no proof of it, but usually Arash Madani is, you know, right. I don't like him. I don't like his negative attitude towards the CFL constantly, but he, you know, he has good sources and he's usually right. So I'm going to, you know, lean towards him being correct on this. And it just, I find it hypocritical that all these Ticat fans are freaking out about McLeod Bethel Thompson um, being at the Raptors game and they're not looking inward. Um, they're not pointing the finger at Missouri saying, what the hell is going on here? Like, why are you not vaccinated? Because if if he's the guy, if he's the guy going forward and he doesn't get if he's not vaccinated at this point, he's not going to get vaccinated because like, what are we going to do next year? If they go with this guy, he can't travel. Right. Um, I mean, if the rules are still in place. So this whole thing about everyone freaking out is just like, what is it about? It's about. They want an easier path to the Grey Cup. They don't care about the people. They don't care about people getting sick or, you know, the ramifications of not being vaccinated, obviously. But all I see on Twitter is people freaking out about it. It's just very hypocritical hypocritical to me. And, uh, you know, it, it just, you know, it upsets me. It upsets me. So that that's what I have to say about that. I agree with some of what you're saying. I disagree with other things that you're saying. Um I think the reason you're not seeing fans jump on the Mazzoli's not vaxxed story is this. There's been rumblings, but no one's come out and said anything. 
and even in Madani's tweet, he's very, very careful not to say Mazzoli. He says it without saying it. He says Mazzoli can play the playoff game on Sunday even with travel required. McLeod can't play the playoff game on Sunday. McLeod is vaccinated. He's saying what he's saying, and everyone can read into that. However, if he's wrong, he's, he's you know, couching his language here. Now, I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm not saying he's right. I, no one knows. This is, this is the thing. And, and much like with most medical conditions when it comes to COVID, aside from the guys who are violently anti-vax, like your Cole Beasley's, Kirk Cousins, Lamar Jackson's, guys like that in the NFL, Kyrie Irving, for instance, Andrew Wiggins before he realized he was going to lose like $25 million. No one knows if these guys are vaccinated or not. Aaron Rodgers. We just went through this with Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers lied to everybody. Antonio Brown in the and I know these are all NFL examples, but there's so much more media attention on the NFL that they we actually know the answers to these questions. Where in the CFL, we don't. You have to find out through these back channels. So I think part of the reason we haven't seen the backlash to Mazzoli allegedly not being vaccinated is because no one's asked. Where's if this has been if this has been the the rumor circulating amongst CFL people for some time, why on these conference calls that the starting quarterback does once a week is no one asking him these questions? Like why if this has been what's been bubbling underneath the surface, where's the guy or girl in these press conferences to go, hey, we heard this. What's what's the stuff? And if he doesn't answer, then you get your answer. Because mm-hmm. there's, two, there's two answers to this question. Yes, and I don't want to talk about it. And I don't want to talk about it means no. There's no, especially in the, what I don't understand is that the CFL media, of which I guess I'm technically a part, but I don't go to these. I have a job. I don't have a, I can't spend my, you know, half an hour at lunch break being on a Zoom call with CFL players. In the, in the wake of the Aaron Rodgers thing where he came out and said that he's immunized and then it came out, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, everyone knows the story. I don't think anyone listening to this mm-hmm. is not aware of what happened with Aaron Rodgers. That was the perfect opportunity for someone with a set of cajones to go, okay, we've heard this about the starting quarterback of one of the teams that could make a deep run in the playoffs. We know there's all these travel restrictions. Someone asked the damn question. Like, I... Again, I'm not t- making any excuses for him if he's unvaccinated. I will if it comes out that he's unvaccinated. Like we're going to find out because if the c- current travel rules stay in place, he's unsignable next mm-hmm. winter. Like who's going to sign a quarterback, especially a guy who's going to be a starting quarterback who's going to want a lot of money if he's only able to play nine games? And I guess if he, I guess if he stayed in the East, if he played in Ottawa or Toronto or Hamilton or maybe even Montreal, then I guess he could play more than that because the travel requirements by bus aren't the same as by plane. But no one's going to sign a quarterback that can't play every game. You mentioned that he's the leader of the team. That that aside from injury, you don't you don't see the starting quarterback come out of games. So you're not going to have a guy who can only play fifty to sixty six percent of your team's season. So either he isn't vaccinated and we're watching the last game or two of his career because if the court rules stay in place, he's not going to the NFL. And if the current rules stay in place, he's unsignable in the CFL or there's nothing to this. Now, I don't know. I don't, I'm not taking a side. I'm, I want to wait until the proof comes out, but 
we're going to know sooner or later whether this is true or not. And then then I'll be interested to see how fans, and there's been a lot of Ticat fans that have been very, very pro-vaccination. I, you see it on Twitter. Yes. There's been a lot of CFL fans that, mm-hmm. that, that have spent the vast majority of the last 20-some-odd months pushing for people to get vaccinated. I am in the same boat as you. I've got my shots, but I'm not telling anyone else what to do. That's not for me. I, I want everyone to be vaccinated. I want everyone to stay healthy. I did it for the reasons I did it for. You did it for your reasons. Everyone does it. I, I'm not in the in the business of telling people what they can and can't do with their bodies. Do I think that not getting vaccinated is stupid? Yes, but that's not for me to. That's not for my call to make. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll rip on guys like we ripped on Trevor Harris for not being vaccinated. I'll do that. And if Mazzoli comes, it comes out that Mazzoli's not vaccinated. I will be first in line. To say, and I will. I am very curious what people who are very pro Mazzoli will say about this. Mm-hmm. But until for me, and this is just me, and I'm not telling anyone else how to feel, how to react, how anything like that. But for me on this, I'm waiting until there's definitive proof. To me, that a statement saying a statement that Manzani tweeted out is close enough, but not good enough for me. Unless he came out and said he is not vaccinated. And then we go from there. Because if he said that, then he knows for certain he's not vaccinated. If he couches it in this, like, doublespeak, you know, parsing his words very carefully, to me there's ambiguity there. But that's, again, my interpretation of of the events. Yeah, and the reason that I heard that Danny said this, it wasn't because of his tweet, because I don't follow him, but he was on Saskatchewan radio apparently saying something. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what he said, but he was insinuating that uh, Mazzoli was not vaccinated. And if if he's not... Um, what the what the what the hell what the hell are the Ticats doing? Like what? If they maybe they don't know. Maybe maybe Orlando Sternhauer, maybe the management, maybe the ownership doesn't know for sure, just like us. But if they do know, we have a lot of questions to be asked here because what are we doing? Leading, you know, why is he leading our team if Dane Evans is vaccinated? You know, like why is why hasn't Dane been the starting quarterback since the start like start of the season? I know he was injured, but you know, when he got healthy, because is this like some kind of last hurrah for Jeremiah Mazzoli and the team's loyal to him and they want to give him that chance before he retires? Because he, like you said, he's not playing next year if he's not vaccinated. So um, there's going to be a lot of, you know, uh, questions to be answered from this organization if this is the case. Well, they're playing him because he gives them the best chance to win. At least that's what they feel like. I'm sure there's people you work with that aren't vaccinated. I know there's people I work with that aren't vaccinated. Um, But they're not losing their jobs. They're not being demoted simply because they won't get a needle. And I know it's sports in real life. You don't compare the two. I understand that. Um, But the rules are in place. This is what players can do. There was no rule saying you had to be vaccinated to play. There are a number of players across the league who aren't vaccinated. Um... And as long as he follows the rules, I don't see there being any reason why he can't play. I understand the disappointment in, in, you know, talking about how he's a leader of the team. And, you know, this is not something leaders would do, in my estimation. But as long as he's following all the guidelines, what other, like, if if you're given a roster of players and they meet the requirements to be on the field, you're going to put the best guys on the field, whether they have the vaccine or not. That's I, I, but you have a guy that is just as good, if not better 
Um, well, that's what we th- that's what we think. That's not what they think. Yeah, but you know, fair enough. Fair enough. I get it. They have loyalty to Mazzoli. That's fine. Um, I'm just, I don't know. I just thought that he was smarter than that, but I guess he's not. Allegedly, if if he's not vaccinated, so it's just very, you know, as a Mazzoli fan, it's um, disappointing. It's disappointing. It yeah. is. It really is. But, it, but it, now you want to talk about, uh, you know, McLeod stuff, right? I do. I don't necessarily want to talk about. I don't because here's the thing. So I'm I'm pretty angry about this, but I'm not angry at the player. This is not on McLeod Bethel Thompson. No, at no. all. He again. We'll go on what we know. So we're not going to say allegedly or anything like that. He was told by the team or by someone who works for MLSE, hey, we want you to go to the Raptors game on Thursday to promote the East final. That's fantastic. Great. You know what? And when I, I was watching, I was clicking back and forth between the Thursday night football game, the Knicks and the Bulls, and the Raptors, and the Bucks. And I happened to see the interview. And I was like, oh, that's pr-. I didn't think anything of it. I thought, oh, that's kind of cool. No. They're interviewing him about the East final. That's all right. Cool. Like, one of the first times we've ever seen MLSE actually seem to give a crap about the Argos. Okay, not bad. I'm 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 into this. And then I'm at work the next day and I get a text from you and about fifty other people telling me that they sent him home from practice. He he broke COVID protocols and I was like, what? And then I remembered a tweet from Brandon Banks the night before they they because TSN or someone put the video up of. McLeod Bethel Thompson being interviewed and Banks like quote tweeted saying like I asked the CFL to go to a Raptors game and they told me no and I thought that I was like oh that's kind of interesting I was like that's okay that's weird but all right and then this all came out that he's ineligible to play he's got a quarantine for four days there's four other players that he and Charleston Hughes Jeff Richards Dexter McCoyle Levi Noel I think are the are the four other guys that are with him and now they and basically, like the text you sent to me was, they went to the game last night. They have to quarantine for four days. Do the math, and the math was, oh, they can't come back until Monday or Tuesday. That means they can't play Sunday. And I was like, okay, the CFL has been pretty darn strict on this stuff. We saw Jacob Ruby get released by the Elks and then banned from playing in the league this year. Uh, Jagger Davis, uh, we are well aware, broke COVID protocols back in the summer uh, and was forced to sit out the game against the Alouettes. And Kenny Stafford replied to Brandon Banks's tweet saying something along the lines of, I went to go watch my team play and I had to miss a week as well. But as soon as I saw this news, my gut told me they're going to change the rules and they're going to let them play. And what, two hours later? Two and a half hours later? That's exactly what they did. And I'm not in the game of conspiracy theories. Like I know there's a lot of people who are out there who are oh, you know, the the league orchestrated the Ricky Ray trade to Toronto so that they would win the Grey Cup when it was in Toronto and it was the 100th Grey Cup. I don't buy into that nonsense. Teams make stupid trades all the time. I don't buy into the fact that the league manipulated Ray into going to the Argos. But this is not the first time the Argos have been given preferential treatment. Just a year ago, a little over a year ago, they were, we were, we found out that they violated the salary cap in 2019 and the league didn't find them. And they said, oh, it's because of COVID. Because it didn't come out until like June of the following year. Oh, it's because of COVID. We're not going to find them. But that's horseshit. They COVID had nothing to do with 2019. But the Argos skated on that. 2016, they get the Grey Cup for a second time in four years. And it was a backroom deal all predicated on selling the team to Bell and Larry Tannenbaum. 
So now we're completely upending this whole, like, we're going to do a bid process. It's going to be open to the public, and everyone's going to know what's going on. And that didn't happen. And then we have this. We have this where they have a rule in place, and the CFL has one of the stricter policies when it comes to, to player rules. Like, a lot of people were pissed off about them. But I applaud them for what they did this season because we had very little players test positive for COVID. And we had the one major outbreak in Edmonton that kind of screwed things up. But at the end of the day, compared to what we saw in the NFL in 2020, they were playing games on Tuesdays and games on Fridays. Like, they, it was a mess. The CFL did a great job because they had such strict rules in place. And then as soon as... as they have the opportunity to be like, no, we ha- we like this is the rule. We're going to put the hammer down. They fumble the ball. This to me is, I I honestly have almost zero interest in watching the game on Sunday now because of this. Like it completely sapped my interest in the game. Like I almost don't even care anymore. Like I spent the last three weeks complaining that I had to choose between going to Toronto for this game or the soccer game here. And I'm so glad that I made the decision I made because if I had tickets to this game, I'd be trying to find someone to take them off. I don't, I don't, it's the league bending over backwards to give the Argos an advantage or not even an advantage. Cause like, again, you play who you play. Pipkin could have started. The Argos still could have won. You never know. And it's not about, to me, it's the league again, looking weak. Look like, the one time the, the league gets eyes on it is because of something this idiotic. Like, and and I, I, I'm just trying to like wrap my head around why they thought this would be okay. And I'm and I guess I just keep coming to the conclusion that either the Argos knew and didn't care because they knew there would be no consequences, or whoever sent them didn't know there was a policy in place, and therefore they're they're idiots. And neither of those make the Argos look particularly good. No. I just wish. The CFL, you set out a rule. If they wanted to, you, you said at the top, they should have changed the rule. I agree. At some point during the season, they should have come out and said, look, player vaccination rates are up. We haven't seen a spike in cases in the league. We're going to relax the rules. We're going to allow this, that, and the other. But to do it after the fact, and because and, here's the thing, if they changed the rules and didn't tell anybody, that's a bad look for the league. And if they didn't change the rules, but then opted to change the rules now, that's also a bad look for the league. Like, you put these things in place. It'd be like going to a game and then finding out that pass interference now doesn't exist midway through the game when your receiver gets interfered with. And I know this is a lot more serious than that, but it's, it's you know what I mean? Like, mm. at some point, the league has to grow a backbone. And to muff this in the way, in such a public fashion, I just think makes the league look really bad again. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't look good on them. That's for sure. Um, I I don't feel the way you feel. I'm still very pumped for this game. Um, I I don't know, man. Like it, it is it, it is a very bad look to to change the rules. Um, you know, right before the Eastern Final, they should have changed them earlier. They they messed up. The Argonauts messed up. The CFL looks weak, like you said. Um, but in my eyes, it, if if he's not if they're testing him up to the game. And he's not, you know, positive. Um, this is like the biggest game of the year, right? It's one of the biggest games of the year. And it's it's stupid that they're changing the rule right now. But I, and I agree that it's, it's not the right call. But 
um, my interest is still there. Uh, I want to see them beat this team into the ground. Uh, I want to see a pounding, and I will be happy. And we will watch the Grey Cup next week, and I will not give a shit about all this crap that has gone down. Um, so uh, I agree with you that it's it looks bad on the CFO and the Argonauts, but um, I my interest isn't waning from this game. Oh, I'm happy to hear that. I wish I shared the same opinion. I just... The CFL... And there's a lot of people that, you know, there's like... It's like a split, right? A lot of people say that in the media say that they did the right thing. And there's other people that say that they, they fucked up. So, um, you know, there's a lot of different opinions out, out there about this uh, situation. I just think since my, my – my, I side with the screwed up part simply because we've seen other players who uh, – I'll, I'll use the Jagger Davis example – mostly because we have quotes from Orlando Steinhauer saying knowingly or unknowingly he violated the CFL's health and safety protocols. So he's not playing. And I get that it's, that it's a big playoff game. I get that it's a marquee matchup. That shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter if it was week three, it was week 10 or it's the goddamn great. Cause what happens if this happens going into the great cup? Like what now, what, what happens if a guy on Friday before the great cup, We'll say that we'll, we'll say let's say the Argos win this. What happens if someone from the Argos now goes out on a Friday night? Are they going to go? Well, especially if it's a star player, and I mean McLeod's not a star player, but he's the starting quarterback for a team. That's a pretty big position. Are they going to say, well, we'll change it to one day and let them get it? Like, where do you stop? You set rules in place for a reason. Everyone knew the rules. Not knowing the rule is not an excuse to break it. That's a, You hear that from cops all the time. Just because you don't know the law doesn't mean you're allowed to break the law. They knew the rule. If they didn't know the rule and broke it, that's just as bad as knowing the rule and breaking it, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I just can't get past the fact that you, 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 you put into place these rules to keep everyone safe. And I'm, he's vaccinated. Everyone at that Raptors game was vaccinated. I get that. That's not what you care about, though, right? I, well, I, well, the, game, the game to me is secondary. To me, it's not about... If, if, if roles were reversed, and it was Mazzoli who, was, who had violated protocol and was forced to sit, and they changed the rules for him, I wouldn't feel right about that either. You can't make changes... Everyone's agreed to play by certain rules, and all of a sudden, when it's not convenient for you, you decide to change it. And and would would do you think the people who are pro well, like, are, rules are rules? But do you like rules are sometimes rules are stupid. Like laws sure. are stupid sometimes. There's a lot like, of dumb laws, but we still we still agree for, with like, them. Twenty years for having a gram of weed. Yeah, like, stupid rules are rules. Be, and, like, do you agree with that? That rules are rules, and they should be in jail for the rest of their lives because they had a gram of weed. No, but like, this is but this isn't that serious. We're talking about sports, man. Yeah, but, like, it is serious, though, because, like, well, okay, so Mazzoli's fine if he's not vaccinated and, like, he's putting people at risk. Like, he could be fucking, he could have COVID right now and everyone could be catching it. Like, I just, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I get the rules were broken, but, like, at the end of the day, it's all about safety. And if he's, if he's not, if he doesn't have COVID, then okay, let him but, play. But you can't. There's science behind it that you can't know if a guy has COVID after a day and a half. 
Like there's, there, okay. there, there well, is the, the reason the four day waiting period was put in place is because that's what medical health officials said. You need to wait this amount right. of time before you take but a you test. Went, you went to a place where everyone was vaccinated and he but, was vaccinated. So there's no, there should be no chance of him being positive, right? Well, there, there shouldn't be no chance. There sh- like you can still ca- catch COVID if you're vaccinated. You're just not going to yeah, die from sure. it essentially. Yeah. And yeah, he probably doesn't have COVID. And if if this game had taken place on a Tuesday that he went to, and they said, "Okay, he's got to make it through. He'll be back for Saturday," and he passed all the all the tests, then I I wouldn't we wouldn't be saying anything about this. But it was the revision of, and again, they the CFL itself said we are not doing this for political purposes. We are doing this because we are following the advice of medical professionals. Medical professionals do not agree with what you're doing. I can pull up the article that says you should wait three to five days before testing someone for COVID. You don't know if it's in your system right away, like. So, yeah, this is a safety thing. Because then what happens if, again, let's go worst case scenario. He does have COVID, but they do all this rapid testing and they, they don't find it in him and he plays the game and then it comes out that he did, oh my God, someone on the Ticats caught COVID. And then it's like, well, how did they, you know what I mean? Like it could be, yeah. this this could spiral into something much worse than it already is. I'm not saying rules are rules so you follow them, but you set them in place for a reason so that you could avoid something like this. You could avoid going into some of the biggest games of the year where someone could do something idiotic and again, not blaming the player, this is on the the franchise that could screw everything up. And again, more than likely nothing is going to come of this and you're right, in a week's time Whoever may, if the Argos make it to the Grey Cup, you're going to hear about this probably at the first press conference that McLeod Bethel Thompson does or the Argos do. It'll be a story leading up to the game, and then after the game, no one's going to care. And that's a bit of the problem that I have with stuff in the CFL is that we make these big deals out of things, hoping that there'll be some sort of monumental change, and then it's swept under the rug because we forget about the league for three months. And it's like, oh, yeah, I remember when that happened and we cared, and now we don't anymore. Like, it happens with the CFL all the time, whether it's, Players shoving officials or doing stupid stuff on the field or doing things out. You know what I mean? Like we stop. When's the last time anyone brought up the fact that Greg Ellingson drove drunk? You know what I mean? Like mm. everyone takes a hard line stance in these things and then they stop caring because, oh, the games are back and we're happy. Well, yeah, that's the thing about social media, though. Everyone pretends to care about an issue and then the next day they forget about it. They move so on to the next the thing. Way so- that's just society these days. But uh Listen, I don't think we're going to agree on anything, but it, it makes for an interesting podcast. <laughs> oh, for sure. You and I and, rarely uh, ever get into these sort of like heated yeah. debates. And again, exactly. I don't think there's a right or a wrong answer about either of the things we talked about. I just think that as much as I disagree, it, it's weird because we'll work on the assumptions of the things that we, that we'll work on the worst case scenario. Mazzoli's not vaccinated. McLeod Bethel Thompson is. Mazzoli's followed all the guidelines and no one's got COVID. McLeod Bethel Thompson didn't and could potentially expose people to COVID. Which one is worse? You would say the unvaccinated guy, right? But if he's fallen, like, you know, like it's such a twisted. I mean, I want to talk about football. I don't want to talk about friggin' health. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. want to talk uh-huh. about COVID. I don't want to talk about vaccinated. Like, that's not why we record this show. But when this stuff's thrown in our face, we kind of have to, right? Yeah, you think this is like I've heard that this is helping sell tickets, which is just wild to me. Like, is this what we have to do to get tickets sold in Toronto? It's, like it's, at this point, you might as well just put them in a cage match. Like you might yeah. as well, if you're going to do this hokey, if, if this is what's helping sell tickets because it's garnering press, then start having guys fight live bears at halftime. Like mm-hmm. go full Jackie Moon semi pro. You know what I mean? Like yeah, 
the CFL shouldn't be shouldn't rely on cheap gimmicks. And I'm a lover of cheap gimmicks. I watch pro wrestling for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. I love cheap stunts. We shouldn't need cheap stunts to sell tickets. And no. I in a perfect world, none of this happened and all we're doing is focusing on the game on the field, but there's going to be so much like we're going to watch this game on Sunday and the vast majority of the commentary is going to be talking about what happened in the last couple of days and it's just like Give me a Keith Urban interview. I'd rather have that, quite honestly. Oh, no, I take that back. I yeah. take that back. I, I immediately after that came out of my mouth, I realized that was the wrong thing to say. Yeah. But, okay, so, like, I don't think we have much more to talk about. Um, uh, no, I think we both episode. had uh, – we've. Ra- I think we both ranted enough. Right. But the good thing but is we don't I'll, have to talk about it in the next episode at least. Yes, exactly. But I'll just say this. If, if it comes out Mazzoli is unvaccinated and, you know, all the Mazzoli fans that – and I'm one of them – all the Mazzoli fans that are so, you know, pro-vaccination and, and all they do is talk about it on Twitter, I better see some criticism towards him. Agreed. I better see it because if not, you're all a bunch of hypocrites. I agree. And that's that's all I have to say. I agree. I agree. So uh, I guess we'll leave it off at that. No more really to talk about. Uh, we got a game on Sunday. Uh, do you want to talk a little about that before we go then? Because they came up with the depth charts. Siante Evans looks like oh. he's going to play. That's that's big, and I know that uh, you know the, the Canadian guys came in and they filled in. You know they they, they did a great job, but um, to get a guy like Siante Evans back in the lineup is is huge. It's unfortunate that Braylon Addison isn't back. I was hoping that yeah. he would be in the lineup. I think that would have been a big boost to the Tie Cats. But uh, you know we got some talented receivers, and and hopefully they can uh, you know fill his shoes somewhat. Um, Tim White do his thing. Um, Jalen Acklin has to step up. Brandon Banks, I think, is probably going to have a big game. That's uh, just my assumption. I think that he has a lot of fire in his belly about many things um, coming into this game. So, yeah, the uh, it's not perfect. Um, you know, we don't have all the guys back, but uh, it's pretty close. Yeah, with Eric Rogers coming back for the Argos, too, getting Evans back, I think, is uh, is key. Like you said, those guys filled in admirably last week, but it's nice to have the full complement of starters even though Frankie Williams isn't there, I think Desmond Lawrence has done a really good job as the boundary corner, uh, moving Jamal Rollout to a field corner. So I think the the secondary is still going to be pretty good. But to me, it comes down to, we know they're not going to be able to run on us. We know that DJ Foster is not going to get loose. So you're, if you give up 50 yards total rushing, um, that means they got to throw the ball. And so if the pass rush, and again, we're kind of treading on territory. We treaded on earlier this week. But to me, if the pass rush gets there, I, I don't think it's going to matter. You know, McLeod Bethel-Thompson, Antonio Pipkin, Danny McManus. Wouldn't matter who's back there. If this pass rush is as fierce as it was against the Owls, it doesn't make a damn bit of difference who the quarterback is or, or who's out there for the Argos. The Ticats are going to going to eat them alive. Um, but, yeah, getting Rodgers back I think is a big boost for the Argos, getting Evans back. These are two very evenly matched teams. We're going into a, an East final with one game separated them. And, I mean, we went over all this before, but – one, two one-point losses and a, and a pair of blowout wins for each team. So, yeah, yeah, I it's a toss-up, right? I mean, it is a toss-up. It's a, it's a legitimate toss-up. Favorites, but slight, no. slight favorites. Yeah, um, and and the Argonauts have a, a pretty good defensive line. They they're they're pretty much all healthy now um, on that squad. Uh, the offensive line is going to be a huge, huge deal for the Ticats. They have to do their job. Um, they have to open up holes for Don Jackson. They have to give Mazzoli time in the pocket. Um, yeah, basically what we talked about last week, but, 
I think it's going to be a close game, but uh, I think the Ticats will prevail um, by a small margin. Small margin, big margin. I don't care. Just win, baby. Yep. As, as the old Al Davis quote, just win, baby. Yep. Just win. Uh, all right. That was uh, a special episode of Podski Wee Wee. We will be back next week with our regularly scheduled program, hopefully talking about a Ticats East final win and previewing a Grey Cup with the Ticats and whoever wins in the West. Uh, but that was uh, that was this special episode. So uh, I'm Josh Smith. And I'm Mike Graham. Eat them raw. Eat them raw.